Thanks for tuning in to another episode of my Not So Balanced Life podcast. I'm Natalie. And I'm Allie. And it definitely shouldn't have taken us this long to record this intro, so grab a snack and let's chat. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of my Not So Balanced Life podcast. Yay! Yeah, yeah. Um, we're just gonna dive in. We don't have any quibbles for this week. Praise be. Um, that's a refreshing change for us over here in the podcast world. So no quibbles this week. But if you do have them, please submit them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Allie, you go. All right. Were you not gonna introduce Brian and Brandon? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Just kidding. oh my god. This week we have a really fun and special topic lined up for everybody we but i'll really let just went over the show notes <laughs> <laughs> obviously i am the party of one that doesn't have it together as usual but we have two very special guests that were highly requested and our biggest fans of all time brian and brandon what's up there Oh, nervous. Slow and sultry. That was nice. Until I like to sneak well, up on you. Yeah. Oh, God. Like All right. It. No one ever likes uh, the sneak attack. <laughs> um, uh, some do. Oh, man. <laughs> Talk about uh, that for another I can't say that that's uh, a win for uh, either of you guys. I doubt Natalie and I really enjoy the sneak attack. <laughs> no. That's going to be a pass for me, dog. Depending um, on the scenario, the scenario. Ali likes a. I'm walking home with my grocery sneak attack. <laughs> that one. Um, walking the dog sneak attack. But other than that, she's I don't even crazy. walk the dog. Exactly. So, poor Leo. <laughs> it's a full-on imagination role-play scenario. She doesn't even have a dog that she's walking sneak attack. Boom. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, guys. So this week, we are talking about toxic relationships, friendships, and the other types of relationships, and whether or not you can salvage them, your thoughts on them, and just your experiences with toxic relationships. We did reach out to our audience, and we got a lot of feedback from you guys, so we are so thankful for that. We will be talking about that later on in the episode, but... To start off, we'd like to know what was one good and or funny thing that happened this week. So, Brandon? Well, actually, um, mine would be actually yesterday. We uh, Last night, we went to a concert. Um, Mercy me. It was a nice little Christian concert. And as bad as this is about to sound after I just said that, I got a beard boner by one of the bands that was there. It was literally a band that had nothing but massive beards, and I got so envious by looking at these beards, because, you know, those who know me know that I'm trying to grow my beard out right now, and not shaving it until our wedding, because Natalie will not let me have it for our wedding, so I saw all of them, and I got very envious. Wait, like, you're not going to let him have a beard at all? No, she won't. You're gonna make him shave all of it? Like he's gonna be like a newborn baby at the altar? Oh my god, Uh, no. That's not at all what I So you're just gonna have him trim it. 
Yes. Told you. Oh, I thought you were going to have him shave it. I was like, oh, good Lord. He's going to have the worst tan lines. I didn't want to have to back out of this wedding. That's what I'm saying. No, here's the thing. He's going to take it to the extreme and chop the whole thing off. Even though I'm saying I like the beard. I like the beard. Yeah, I don't want toxic relationships. That's what I'm saying. I won't marry you. That's what I'm saying. I just what? don't I don't like it when the beard gets really fluffy and he knows that. But last night the beard boner was alive and well because he literally was just smiling like a schoolgirl <laughs> watching this band of all these basically mountain men perform. What was it? Crowther? Crowder. It, Crowder was their name. Wait, like Dave Crowder band? Yeah. Oh snap. That's cool. They're awesome. So, but yeah, they have. Yeah, these people are. They had some righteous beards. Not even. Yeah. All right. That's it. All right. Beard boners. All right. Uh, Brian, it's your turn. Something bad. Something good. Oh, something good. Those show notes are really (laughs) paying off. You're doing a good and a bad. It's a good slash funny. Oh. I'm about to lose my what? patience, y'all. I'm about to just rage in this small ass closet. So, um, the good, funny thing that happened to me this week was, um, well, as you guys know, I, I kind of live on the road throughout the week, um, and I'm with, I'm at my parents' house with my mom throughout the week. Um, my dad actually came home early one night this week, and he's typically on the road throughout the week in Miami. So I was able to sit down and uh, play dominoes. We were able to. Um, just sit, drink, and bullshit for a couple of hours. And that's something that doesn't normally get to happen for the two of us. That so. was really nice, actually. Yeah. Great way to wrap up the week for me. Yeah. I like Very it. Nice. What about you, Nat? Um, so, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to share mine. So I actually went to the first ever official meetup of the Orlando Dog Mom Club. And it was magic. So if you guys don't know about ODMC, yes, I'm abbreviating it because we are trending. A thousand members in the group in a month already, and it's on Facebook. But if you guys don't know, it is for dog mamas in Orlando that love to talk about their puppies and be with their puppies. So first meetup was a huge success. Got a sweet swag bag and met so many nice dog mamas in the area. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a dog um, that, like, I would take there because Leo is so scared of everything old. and old. Um, yeah, no, if I took him with your dog, with both of your dogs, or even just one of your dogs, Leo would have an anxiety attack. It would have to be, like, Like, your Orlando. dog would have to be dead. Like Orlando to like get along with moms. Leo because Leo runs at like a super low functioning like level. Yeah. So I need a dog that like doesn't like to move much. Brutus. Hang out with Leo. <laughs> no, Brutus, you told me Brutus escaped his harness. Okay, that's because he was really stressed on Friday. So but other than that, all he does also I feel like the harness probably wasn't tight enough. No, it wasn't. That was my bad. I really thought it was because he's a chunker now, but it wasn't even close. Yeah, no. Um, my positive this week was two things. We got to see Christina in her play of She Loves Me in Tampa. And 
she did so good. She had like a dance number that we weren't expecting and she crushed that. It was awesome. She, she was so yeah. good. And also I didn't know there were that many chickens and roosters in Tampa. We went to Ebor. I've never been there. Super disgusting. Like probably one of the nastiest places I've ever been to. And I truly never want to go back, but I, I would go back just to see the chickens and roosters. And they have really good breweries there, although I know you're not a beer drinker. So. Yeah, so there's really no reason for me to go back. It smelled disgusting. Yeah. We saw a cockfight um, at a railroad crossing but in front of a Mercedes-Benz. It, was, it wasn't real. It was like the, the clash of two worlds. Because the two roosters were in the street, and the car was, like, honking at them to, like, pick a side, like, to go. And they wouldn't. They just stood in the middle of the road. All it did was egg on the fight. <laughs> I'm not laughing at that. Thank you. Okay, that was pretty funny. <laughs> hey, Mrs. Grumpy Girls, that was a funny one right there. No, I can't. I can't um, endorse that. Um, okay, yeah. So chickens plays. Um, would you say, Brian? Spending yeah. time with that couple. time. Dog mom time and concert time. AKA beer, beer boner. Beer yeah. boners. Get it right. That's a that's a new one for me. Oh my gosh. Speaking of nothing really. I, it just came to me. I was gonna say speaking of murder, but we weren't talking about murder. I was like, you're <laughs> speaking of beard boners. Like, <laughs> we saw the new Ted Bundy movie. Oh. Did that, you guys watch it? That no, should, that to, was a highlight of my week, I think. I was trying to watch it, and I said, hey, babe, do you really want to watch this? Thinking she wouldn't, and so I can actually get time to watch it, knowing that she's really busy right now. Oh. And she's, like, bugs. Oh. she's like, oh, yeah, I, I really wanted to watch it. I'm like, uh-huh. damn, serious? You know she don't want to watch that. Oh, I know. You know uh, why. Yeah. It'll be off Netflix before I get to watch it. I mean. <laughs> Haters. Well, anyways, you guys, I'm so glad that you had a fantastic week this week. Allie, I'm just going to pretend I didn't just see what you just did. Sorry, I was moving the, the, the computer plug away from my butt because it's super hot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, give us a rundown on what we are talking about with the guys this week. So we are going to be, we have an article that we sent to both guys and we're going to have them pick a few things that potentially ended their previous relationship or their toxic ones we are going um to talk about current relationships friendships and then we're going to talk about listener feedback and just some stuff that you guys had to say so it's a pretty fun packed episode um and i think we should just dive in you guys ready oh yeah we're diving in All right, so based on the article, which you can find at psychologytoday.com, it is called uh, 51 Signs of an Unhealthy Relationship. Wow. Okay, hold on. Brian has a thing. No, don't like pause the recording. Brian has a thing with the number 51. It literally pops up everywhere. And look, the article today is 51 Signs. I mean, that's what you said. That's what it says in the article, too. <laughs> high, school, high school football jersey number 51. My locker number was 51. I ended up on page 51 of our high school yearbook. 
and thereafter it just continued to manifest yeah. everywhere 51 the first picture we ever took got 51 likes on instagram bam now that'll change of course thanks a lot bunch of trolls um <laughs> not that all of you are what trolls does that but mean? if you like go they, back and they, you affect it you're a troll i'm just saying they like oh, oh okay, okay your okay, photos okay. and add an additional like yeah was it retroactively yeah after yeah yeah no but like there are there are other times the 51 has come up too but yeah it's super weird and it's just funny that like this was 51 signs i'm gonna go back and be number 52 on that photo that's okay <laughs> i think we're at like 57 now but like during when it like first went up yeah. you know like the first round of likes that you get and then you have like residual likes that, that are like cap. those random people that you're like i've never met you before but thanks for the like number um, one that good old five-year-old picture that gets a like all of a sudden yeah. by a new follower and you're like oh you went back that far yeah <laughs> i don't look like that anymore and you have too much time on your hands yeah <laughs> like, they're like where'd you get those pjs it's like that's a picture of me when i was seven How i do got you know those that? in peru leave me alone good times well 51 51 yes. signs of an unhealthy relationship so okay stars are aligned to discuss this article True. yeah so i don't remember did we say brian or brandon and i it's brandon. not all right brandon let's start with you so name two or three things that ended your last relationship or like your toxic relationship and i want you to read what the bullet says and then we'll discuss all right so the first one i had was actually number one um you never turn to each other for emotional support you look you look to other people first that was number that was probably one of my biggest and then the other one was number 30 you uh you catch your partner lying repeatedly and then of course 49 cheating <laughs> just flat out cheating that'll really ruin something <laughs> it, it, it does it puts a little damper on two things it's a little unhealthy but why why those particular pieces uh, so like number one um for me uh about emotional support um, so truly when I was in my relationships, probably my biggest one was when I was a cop, um, you know, dealing with some of the things that you dealt with every single day, you, as a cop, you deal with the worst of the worst, you see the worst of the worst. So truly that would have an effect on you personally. Sometimes you need to go home. You need somebody to talk about it. You need something to turn to. And I never had that. It was, you know. It, it was always driven like, well, you just need to suck it up or you need to do that. So I had to go to different friends or family on that one. Which is crazy to me because Brandon did traffic homicide. So that's insane that you didn't feel like you had an emotional support with that traumatic of an experience in your professional career. Yep. I mean, because the things you saw, like... You never forget that. Yep. You, I mean, you definitely, I mean, that's not, not even in that. I mean, just truly at patrol and everything, you see the worst of the worst every single day. Right. I mean, when people call the cops, they don't call them. You're not, you're not a firefighter that, you know, they're happy to see and people rush into the fire to save somebody. Usually when we show up, usually it's never to say, oh, hey guys, how are you? Sometimes it is, but you're yeah, right. More like 99.9% .9 of the times it never is right so but that was probably the biggest one um number number 30 for me um the same thing I always caught you know I would say hey where you going you know going out you know 
all this kind of stuff. And I'd always be lied to. I mean, they would go to the club, they would do different things. They would lie about who they're with. Mm. And I mean, that goes into the last one with cheating, but, uh, <clears throat> truly, I mean, I just always caught them lying. That's so sad. Hey, you know what though it is, but at the same time, I couldn't be happier because with those bad things that have happened, it led me to Natalie. So no, for sure. But it's still super sad to like lose trust in someone that you think you could trust with everything. Yeah, very true. I, I think one of the things to add to that, um, like on number one, the whole not getting emotional support from the other, it kind of shows it's almost like an early warning sign to the disconnect that you might be having with your partner, you know, like just by the nature of your job and the title, they should know. He's probably had a bad day. He's probably seen some some rough stuff. Maybe I should ask him where his headspace is. Exactly. Did you see a baby get scraped up off the pavement today? Oh god. Did you uh, you know did, did somebody die on a scene that you showed up to? Well, you say it you say it like it you know nonchalantly, but I mean that's true like once some it. of the shit that he went through. I mean and to I can't imagine not having someone I talked to him about everything. Like yeah. everything. And I'm a freaking data analyst. Like there's, there's not heavy shit that goes on in my career. So not having someone to turn to at the end of something traumatic like that, I couldn't imagine. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to give a heads up to Allie sometimes because of the nature of my job. I we lose patience, you yeah. know, and I might be a little snappy when she calls me at, at six o'clock on the way home and she wants to, you know, Hey, what's going on? And I just got a call that, a patient passed away in hospice and I've known them for the last eight months and it's a little rip at my heart. Yeah. You, know? you start getting a close, you start getting attached to somebody and then it's taken away from you. I mean, you might not be family, but still you get attached to that person yeah. and you know, you're trying, and especially in your job, you're trying to make a difference and help them get through tough times that that can definitely put a damper on things. And luckily my healthy relationship, Allie supports me during those times. <laughs> Sorry, back to you. <laughs> so enthused. <laughs> Did you have any more, Brandon? Um, those were the three right at the beginning. Um, okay. Truly, I mean, just glancing at it real quick, those are definitely the biggest. And I'd say those are the biggest that truly hit on my relationship or my toxic relationship. All right. Now, truly, if I go and look at every single one of them, I'm sure there's a good portion, portion of this 51 that – was in most of my toxic relationships hmm. but those were the main ones sweet all right brago your turn my turn okay so um i'll read through i'll read through them at first i have four of them i picked them out pretty quickly if that's okay um number seven you can identify when you've negatively influenced each other particularly harmful habits like heavy drinking laziness or smoking number 19 when you're not physically together, it feels like out of sight, out of mind. For example, your partner is on an inter is on an international trip and says they'll call when they've arrived safely at the hotel, but doesn't follow through. Hmm. Number twenty-one, you're not always sure. Um, blah, blah, blah. you're not sure how dependable, supportive, or reliable your partner would be in a situation in which you really needed them. For example, if you are a close family member or could get cancer. Yep. Number thirty-one. Your partner goes out but doesn't tell you where or fails to arrive when expected and has no explanation. 
real quick before you you go on 21 where it's like you don't know how your partner's gonna act in a certain situation i can only think of if we're like being attacked by a zombie like you literally cannot count on me for anything because i'll just go into the fetal position and start crying with my two cats in both my arms like for sure the cats the cat the cats and i are making it but like we're that's all i can really handle it's just me and my two cats i'm not like uh but see that's where you're wrong because he just depended on you he's able to get away now right because i'm gonna die with my cats you're right you're basically sacrificing yourself (laughs) because i know i know she's gonna save herself and the cats i'm gonna throw both my cats in my backpack right and we're gonna go you're not gonna hunker down so i know that i basically just have to meet up with you at our rendezvous part point which i'm not gonna disclose (laughs) at the shell station down the street it is (laughs) He's right. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those those are them. Are we supposed to like? Now you need to tell us why you picked those oh, and like why okay. those ended, <clears throat> why those were red flags. Okay, so why they were red flags? Um, I don't think I've bought more alcohol, more packs of cigarettes, um, more hits of Adderall, um, than I did in this relationship. And I was in graduate school and stressed out of my mind. And sometimes you had to buy an Adderall to get through a final exam. And I didn't know where to find it. She did. And I needed it. (laughs) And and then she needed it. And then she needed it every single day. And then she needed it multiple times a day. And I kept on going not necessarily down the same rabbit hole, but I supported that. Mm. And she couldn't sleep at night because she was jacked up on Adderall all day. But I made sure to go buy two cases of beer and a pack of camels for her because we were going to sit on the porch and drink until both of us could fall asleep. And those of you that know me know that this isn't my style. (laughs) You guys know that this is not the way that I conduct myself. I can drink, yeah. I'll I'll have a smoke here and there, and and I'll I'll let loose when appropriate. But it's not how I conduct myself. It's not your day in and day out. No, it's not my day in and my day out. And it became my reality. It was my reality for nine months. I I can't blame any of my shortcomings during that time, but I'm sure some relationships fell apart that I still don't even know how much they fell apart. And this is five and a half, six years later, you know, I I might not know the the gravity or the effect that this relationship had on, on my other friendships and stuff like that. And yeah. And then the whole, um, she was a, she was a bartender Mm. as well as being in graduate school at the time, but the people that she hung out with, red flag, just kidding. The people that she hung out with were, were also, you know, in service industry in that sense, you know, so it was all about, you get off work, you go downtown, or you meet up with everybody else that's just now getting off their jobs, and you go out till three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, and then you wind up at some dude's house in the loft at three o'clock in the morning, and a picture on Instagram when you're supposed to be at home with your dog and your boyfriend who just had surgery. Give me a name. I'm gonna show her what's up. That's her. I'm not worried about it. No. She's going to catch these hands real quick. There's no need for any more hard feelings because I made through it. So. And you're better off in the other side, too. Exactly. I can't hate her. I mean. Her, her, her life's probably rough. 
it, it probably is super rough right now. Well, the important thing is that you learned from those experiences. Oh, for sure. You know, not a lot of people can say that they're even out of them, let alone learn from an experience like that. So that's what's most important for sure. Yeah. Well, you learn and you grow from it. I mean, truly, you get in those hard situations, you you know, you get through and you're able to say, okay, well, next time you're in a relationship, I don't want that. I don't want that. These are the, these are the flags that, you know what, if I start seeing it, I'm going to go ahead and get away from it. Yeah. For sure. Well, because, so, sorry. No, no, no. It, it was outside the realm of my typical relationship. I usually get in a relationship with a, with my 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 type, my typical. The girl you can bring home to mom who's also kind of hot, who, you know, like, like who can wear a little bit of the, every hat. You know what I mean? This time I went for hot, slutty, you know, not this fun. time. Like, oh, so like yeah, me, so. not me, not me, not me. Not me. <laughs> this time I went super slutty. Thanks. Allie. <laughs> Allie, you need to get it together. I'm like, wait, what, what time are we in right now? Are we talking about this relationship or a pre, um, no, yeah, I, I went outside my norm, my regular, you know. So I was like, I guess this is just how it is when you date, you know, a different a faster, type. hotter, yeah, different type. Just go with it, dude. Be something different. Well, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> there comes a time when you just got to stay in your lane, you know, and and really uh, rejoice in what God gives you, which is your type. And my mom bit her lip about it. You know, and now, like, even if the the word or the name is like semi mentioned, she's just like, <laughs> "You remember that? Oh, you're I, so stupid." <laughs> I'm gonna ask you what this person's name is because I feel like I've never heard this story before. Is this a red flag? I'm just kidding. Just kidding. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But I'm just curious because we don't. I mean, like Brian and I, we talk about like past relationships, but it's like there's no point in like harping on the past. Um, it's just kind of like learning what, taking what you've learned from past relationships and then applying them, applying it to your current relationship. But, and Brian, um, if you want to say the name and abbreviate it, like for example, if the name is Brooke, you can say schmuck. Okay. <laughs> schmuck her, name is, her name is Tammy. Uh, you can say Mammy. Tammy. I've, no, I've, <laughs> I've dogged her enough. Shmammy. I've dogged her enough. There's no, there's no need. Her name's Lindsay. You can say Schlindsay. <laughs> oh wait, there's still an L in there. I messed it up. <laughs> but for the sake of never mind, <laughs> anonymity or anonymity. Yeah. You, Anonymousy. Yeah, you can abbreviate in in the event that you do want to disclose the name. If you don't, that's totally cool. No, yeah. I mean, it's just. Um, there, there's really, there's really no need to, um, we, we ended, um, we were together. She, I made my decisions. I chose to get into that relationship. I chose to stick around. I chose to deal with the bullshit. I chose to pick her up off the ground when she was fucking almost OD'd. I, I chose those things for nine months. Yeah. And, and that's super hard to get out of. I mean, like a it lot is. of our listeners wrote in, you know, and they talked about, and being in relationships and sometimes they like couldn't get out until they had like a moment where they're like this can't go on you know but it's hard when you are in that relationship to to see your way out clearly um well I mean, yeah i just i don't i don't know i i'm not one to 
And that could just be, again, how you're raised, right? It could be what you're taught to tolerate. And well, like, I, think I, it's, I think it's situational, too. Like, if you have a lot of history with someone, like, that is hard to step away from, oh, yeah. truly. And, you know, and it's even harder because, one, how the relationship overall evolved that might not have ever been a dynamic that you guys initially started as. And two, when you got in a relationship with that person, they, they, I mean, people just change over time. Like they might've evolved and that ultimately affects the entire dynamic of your relationship, but you hold on to it because you Mm -hmm. knew like that is not, well, that's not the person that I started dating. Like, right. that's not the person I started dating. That's not, that's not the person I really know. Like, yeah. that's what it really comes down to. And I feel like it's hard, especially when you're talking like a toxic relationship, it's really hard for people to separate the two mm-hmm. because obviously your emotions are heavily entwined with your history together. And if your history together clouds your judgment in what is right to do in that moment, then of course you can't step away from it. And it's even worse if you are the type of person that wants to save another person. Like, uh, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Winner. Caregiver. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Person saver. Brian is the caregiver. Fixer. For sure. Although, except when I have the flu, because Brian always gets sick when I, whenever someone else is sick around him. So sometimes I have to be like, don't, just just leave me here. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a crappy immune system still. So when I'm, when I'm like, well, you got it. Here's your Theraflu. He gives me everything I need, and then I just turn into a raisin because I'm I, so dehydrated. I set it on a tray, and I push it with a two-by-four. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Don't Take your gruel. Take your medication. <laughs> in the background. I throw a couple wet naps. And I sprinkle salt on her. The holy water. The holy water. The holy water. <laughs> and then my demon comes out. Yeah. Anytime Allie gets. Close, I hit her with a spray bottle with water in it. <laughs> and then I like crawl back into my dark corner oh god okay anyway um, the signs of true love is when you yeah if you've seen your if you've seen your significant other's inner goblin like and you're okay with it then saturday here we are you've made it i i think natalie brought up a really good point is that a lot of times we don't see it coming it's like it's micro dosing the toxicity is trickling in there's a crack and it's just slowly dripping in one drop at a time and you're just putting up with it and dealing with it until eventually you're starting to get an inch deep, two inches deep, three inches deep of toxicity. And you're just like, okay, what's all this muck doing in this room? Yeah. I need some golf shoes. Oh, <laughs> speaking of muck. Can't get footing. Um, One summer I went to Life for Youth Ranch camp, which is the camp in my hometown. And my mom told me not to wear these uh like these sandals with like platform heels on but they had rhinestones and I was like I'm gonna be the coolest girl in my camp and I wore them and I was looking in this canal and literally something told me to walk in the canal I think it was the devil the devil spoke to me at church camp and I walked into the canal and the earth ate one of my shoes and I was stuck in the middle of the canal with both my feet. Like, it was like quicksand. Like, muck is like quicksand. I was sinking in the canal, and I, like, 
ripped my leg out of it, I only had one shoe on. And to this day, the shoe is probably at the, at the earth's core or it, it came up on China's beach side. I'm not, not sure where the other shoe ended up, but that's my story with muck. And a shout out to Mama Bear <laughs> for warning you to listen and you not listening. But my anyway. mom was so mad. I'm sorry. My mom was so mad. She hit me with the other shoe when I got off the bus <laughs> at camp. I believe it. She's like, I told you not to wear both these shoes. Both of these shoes. It was like, I'm only going to wear one. I told you not to wear these shoes, period. This is what you get. Now you're going to walk home barefoot. Red assed. Mm. No, she hit my arm. And red armed. <laughs> Good times. Well, Brian. Guys. Brian. Hey. Not that we're going down like a conversation about Gollum and mucky shoes and all this different stuff, but yeah, to refocus on this conversation of like identifying toxic behaviors and toxic relationships and things like that, how would you say that your experience with toxic relationships, how did that impact you moving forward um, in your current relationships? It's... Um, I guess I didn't realize the susceptibility that I had in conforming to others around me. So it's, it's made me recognize traits and qualities in other people that if, if I don't like them, I recognize them as their traits. You know, I, I do my best to, to, to spot those things and kind of keep my distance and know that I don't necessarily have to just join into it. I've, I've gotten better over these years of giving a no Mm. and not succumbing necessarily to the pressures of those around me and more so being disagreeable in certain things. Sometimes it's okay to say no and you could deal with that. That person can deal with you saying no, hold fast in it, stand firm in it. And if they disagree with it, if it it makes them upset, if they want to get butthurt about it, if they want to break up with you about it, if it's something that you believe in, if it's going against who you are as a person, and if you know who the hell you are, there's no reason to go down that road. There's Absolutely. no reason to be influenced by those people. And you could even be around them and not necessarily be impacted by them. Because then the reaction is not going to matter either. <laughs> them getting upset about it, you're like, well, I guess we don't really need to hang out. I guess we don't really need to, ha- don't need to have a relationship. And I think you bring up a really good point, which is where I think, at least from my experience, now granted, I mean, I was cheated on, like everybody knows that at this point, but I wouldn't, I would say that there are a lot of red flags leading up to the breakup, but it wasn't necessarily something that I identified our relationship as still being like toxic. Um, But you bring up a point in the sense of learning how to say no in order to really learn how to get to that point um you have to set a boundary with someone like and that's such a critical point because in any relationship whether it be a friendship or a relationship with a significant other like boundaries are so critical in shaping the dynamic of your relationship because they set the tone for understanding where each other's values are at. And if you're in a relationship with someone and those boundaries are being crossed, then someone, whether it be you or like, or probably mostly you, is having to compromise what's really most important 
to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that for me was like a huge dynamic in my last relationship where um, I started to realize like things were going south for us was the fact that I didn't say no to the things that really did bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just let, I, I brushed them under the rug. And you can only do something like that for so long before you realize, like, this is no okay. Like, this is something that I am falling um, or going against what I truly believe in, in an effort to make someone else happy, but at the expense of my happiness. Because when I didn't say no to things, then I felt like shit afterwards Mm. because I'm like, I'm better than that like I'm better than that like I know that's not right but I was in love like I was in love I didn't want to have an argument I'm not the argument type the last thing I ever want to do is fight with someone um which is why I just let it go but you can only do that for so long like setting boundaries are so critical in a relationship and that you know goes with friendships too because they establish where your values really lie yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of how it impacted my relationships thereafter. I made sure that I communicated. Mm-hmm. You know, when when Allie wanted to go do something with her friends, awesome, I love it. Go do it, please. Have your relationship. Just let me know that you get there safely. I don't care if you tell me that you're heading to the strip club. <laughs> Which that would never happen. I would literally throw up in my mouth a thousand times before going. But I just want to know that you're there. I just want to know that you made it inside between your car to the door. You weren't mugged. You didn't get shot and killed. So I don't have to call the cops at nine versus at midnight. They'll never believe that I was just on my couch for the last four hours playing video games, even though I was. I need, Just let me know where you were. That's all. Yeah. What was that? So but that's how it impacted my relationships thereafter. I communicate now. I overly communicate. Allie has to tell me to shut up and, and that we've talked about it a million times. But it's made my relationships better as well mm. because expectations are, are, are flat out for the most part, right? I, I don't know. You can disagree. No, I agree. I, agree. <laughs> I mean, I think talking definitely removes any sort of gray area. Like, yeah. I mean, like Brian said, like expectations were set out from the beginning. I mean, I was the one that was like, look, I like you. Are we going to date or not? Like, and, I and just we, like honesty. Like, if you if you like me and like you want this to move forward, like tell me, because I I'm not gonna try and read your mind. I'm not. That takes way too much effort, and I'm probably reading this wrong. If you're gonna, you know what I mean. So it's like just tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you want, mm-hmm. and then I'll be able to give you an answer as whether or not that's a thing, or or it's if it's gonna happen or if it's not. And and it still impacts us because there are times when we can argue or, or, or have a fight about something. And it's like, well, you never told me that in the beginning. And you know, like you, you never told me this was affecting you, Brian, how was I supposed to fix this for you? And I'm like, well, damn it. You're right. I didn't say anything about it. I, I didn't ask you for some, Ooh, somebody's cutting looks over there. So Brian and I, we are, we have very short fuses. Fuses. Yeah. Fusei. Fusei. No, I think fuses is actually the right I'm word. Sure. I think like, fusei, you made it up. Very short. Fuses. F- okay, yeah, fuses. Yeah, you're good. So we, 
I can only speak for myself. I don't let a lot slide um, because if something bothers me, you go no. But it might not be with like words. It might be with like, I'm pouting in the corner and Brian's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And then he's like, why does it look like you just ate a piece of poop? Like, why do you look like that? And I'm like, I'm fine. Like, it's fine. My, my line is usually, why does it look like somebody kicked your cat? Oh my God. And then ah. it's either one of two ways, right? I can just literally like turn into like the little Hulk and about to rage through this apartment. <laughs> Or I start crying as if somebody did kick my cat. <laughs> but we have short fuses, so we try to not to be very like upfront about what's going on or like what's bothering us, so we can avoid the argument because they're very heated arguments. You know, I just wanted to let you yeah. guys know, Brandon is truly terrible at this. <laughs> Which part? That's good, I man. Mean, you got something to work hard. on. It's hard. It's hard. And it's not easy because the minute you, one, say you're sorry, or two, you say this bothers me, it's like almost like you've, you've let the other person win. And as an only child, we don't like to lose. Nope. Is it, does it really <laughs> go back to the only child argument really ever? A lot of this does. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, he, we are the yin to their yang, and their yang is fucking crazy sometimes <laughs> my yang's all jacked up <laughs> like i truly like the more time we have the more times we have conversations like this like the more i really am realizing that this is only child issues like brandon will never admit when he is in the wrong he won't do it it's because i'm never in the wrong there's my point right there. He will never talk about when he has gone awry with something that he said, something that he's done. He will never. But maybe did you just interpret it weird? Yes. No. Yes. Every, <laughs> no. Single time. Absolutely. Every single time. Every single time I'm wrong. Every single time I'm wrong. Ellie, you're just going to have to get better at it. That's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> Y'all need to expose yourself to some chaos management with a lot of people because coming from a family of seven in total, including myself, my parents included in that, coming from a family of seven, you had to learn to compromise. You had to learn to compromise. You had to learn to air out your feelings because that was the only way shit would ever get done. And when it got really hard, you had to butter up Buttercup because you needed to know how to say sorry when it really mattered. And this guy over here never says sorry. I say sorry when it matters. He says sorry by... <laughs> this is how he says sorry. Okay. We had a little tiff. And this tiff transcended for us not talking basically the entire day. Okay. I wasn't in the wrong. This guy was in Never the wrong. Is. And his way of saying sorry was him coming home with a brand new computer monitor that I had been wanting for a while to install in my office. <laughs> yeah. So obviously our interpretation of the love languages is a little different. And obviously we have different ways of approaching the word words i am sorry i mean they're disgusting when they come out of your mouth that's what i'm saying no no they're necessary no i'm not saying they're not necessary i'm just saying like it's like 
word vomit. You know, okay, there's this one time when I had Whataburger in Tallahassee and I was so sick and I threw it up and it was like like gasoline coming through my esophagus. Like it just ripped up my insides and that's how it feels when you have to say you're sorry. Yep. I think we have an only child episode coming up. Um, Where it'll only be me and Brandon talking yeah. about. Forget me. Forget fuck. Fuck Natalie. Natalie's not yeah. a part of this one one man show over here anymore. No, Nat. You and I are both going to be there. You're going to be standing in the back of the room with an AED um, and a fire extinguisher, um, first aid kit for when we come in and save and fix everything. <laughs> There's nothing to be fixed. We're I already. Mean, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, obviously, y'all's upbringing impacted how you handle your relationship. Look, I just want to say, I just want to say, my parents had me and said, you know what, this is too perfect. We can't mess it up oh with any other God. child. So, my eyeball is... is twitching right now. <laughs> Think about it. We're, I, we're the best. You're That's setting it. yourselves up. For That's jokes. it. We're just the yeah. best. Mm. You know what? I posted this on National Sibling Day about the best thing about National Sibling Day is not having any siblings to share it with. Truly the best. A bunch, of, a bunch of people sitting alone by themselves in front of their computer by themselves laughed by themselves. We, we right, because get it. You know what? I know plenty of people that are siblings that don't get along. I'd rather not have siblings and I'd rather not have, I just don't even know, don't know where I was going with that. But I would rather be alone than have bad people around me. Yeah, I just like people, you know, siblings, solos. All right, anyway, Nat, let's talk about um, how did, well, we, I guess you kind of talked about how your relationship in the past um, affected yours and Brandon's, right? Didn't you just say that with um, your previous significant other? Well, I didn't say how it affected it. I will say, go ahead. I will say going into any relationship, not just Brandon's, but after my ex and I broke up, I definitely had trust issues, like 200% had trust issues. I'm not even going to play around like I didn't. Um, Because the one thing, and this is the part that made that breakup so much worse for me. And I don't know. I don't know. Looking back, I maybe just my experience with other relationships where I saw cheating happened. Um, I always told my ex, and I think I told Brandon too, like if there's ever a point in our relationship that you do not feel the same way about me and us, I would much rather you break up with me and let me deal with the side effects of a breakup than cheat on me. Like I vocalized that. I said that I don't know how many times. And throughout the entire course of our four years together, I said that. So when that happened, when I actually was cheated on, like that just turned my world upside down. I was just angry. I was just insecure. I was just so untrusting of people moving forward. And on top of that, like, it was just kind of a mind-altering experience for me because, like, when we were together is when I had my significant drop in weight, too. So when I became single again, I was, like, literally a new person. Like, I physically looked like a new person. 
And the idea of dating in that new body was stressful to me. Like, I didn't know how to handle that. I was used to very much being like the girl in the background, not the girl that was getting attention from guys. So I had insecurities with how I looked because of that. I had insecurities with trusting people, especially men, because I was cheated on. And, you know, I just felt so angry. So, you know, it didn't take me long dating Brandon to realize that this was different with us because he always put me first in everything. Like right from the get-go, he put me first. He put, at the time we just had Maisie, he put our needs before his own every single time. And we were just very like open with each other. Like I remember on our first date, he, he flat out asked me like, you know, what's like your biggest pet peeve? And I told him my biggest pet peeve <laughs> is when someone is on their phone while we're having a conversation together, eating dinner or spending time together. And I just want to say she does that now every single time at dinner. So wow. No, I put it upside down and I push it to the side. But he was on his phone when I made that comment. And like, he literally like was a deer because you're trying to show me something. But he literally became like a deer in headlights and was like, oh, but he actually put it down. Like, he did a lot of stuff to make me happy because I said that to my ex, I don't know how many times, and he just kept doing it. Like, he didn't care to respect something that was upsetting me, as minor as that is. Because if I'm spending time with you, like, I want to spend time with you. Like, I don't want to feel like I have to compete for your attention. And if competing for your attention with a cell phone is uh, where that feeling happens, that um, unsettling feeling of, like, I'm competing with something, then please put it down. Like, please, like, respect me enough and my time enough to actually, like, give me your undivided attention. I don't think that's asking for a lot. So, you know, Brandon just putting forth the effort, you know, to really focus in on me was a huge game changer because I didn't have that before. And on top of that, he was very transparent with how he felt like his expectations and that just created like a really clear dialogue for us that made me trust him and that was not something that I thought I was going to be able to feel again because I truly like I didn't trust anyone after my ex and I broke up so yeah it made me really insecure going through that but you know thankfully I have someone that understands that I'm insecure and loves my insecurities just as much as he loves my, you know, strengths that I have as well. So, and the thing that I appreciate about Brandon is that he, he knows those things and he's willing to be patient with me when those things come out. Like, I'm not going to pretend like I, I mean, I've talked about on the episodes, I have huge body image issues. Like I do. Um, and he's, been there patiently with me in the dressing room when I'm crying because I feel like nothing looks right. So it's just having the support of a partner that truly like embraces you for your for your strengths and your weaknesses, for all of your insecurities and all of the beautiful qualities that you have has been like the best thing about our relationship. So yeah, I I love I love Allie for some of those things. I I love her for some of her insecurities that that come out 
you know, I, I jumped into a relationship with a girl that, <clears throat> that I thought I wanted the girl that was confident in all those areas. Oddly enough that that's, she was confident in all the areas that Allie's super insecure in, but Allie's able to accept, a, accept those things and be vulnerable. And there's something really beautiful about seeing a person who's vulnerable with something that they're feeling. Mm-hmm. And as a saver, as a fixer, <laughs> um, for me, it's like when I see her break down or when I see something go wrong, I'm, I'm like, oh, yes, open arms, come to me. How can I help you? What problems can I fix? You have a flat tire? Let us fix it. Oh, that was today. <laughs> Sorry, completely off the subject. But, you know, like, as as a man, as her partner, I feel like I have a, I have a duty to try and see those things. And I, and I know, like, what you were just saying right there, Brandon sees his duty in letting you know that the things that are hurting you or the things that are troubling you are okay and that he's got you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's so important. Well, and I mean, truly, uh, I mean, it, it shows that they're not perfect, but they're perfect to you. Mm. Ow! So seeing, so seeing that she doesn't feel that way and me going in the dressing room, but I see her as perfect. That's what that makes you, that makes you feel good as a whole. So. Don't make me cry. <laughs> I know. I was just telling him, I was like, oh my God, I'm like, legit. <laughs> I don't ever have feelings. I'm like today, maybe it's so hot in this closet. Like I'm sweating and like I'm, my eyes are sweating. My eyeballs are sweating. Um, but kind of talking on insecurities, uh, I don't remember where I heard this, but a lot of the things that I like try to be really confident on, like when I'm on social media or when I'm just with anybody are like my biggest insecurities. And like, I try to say to myself, like, I'm confident in front of people. I'm confident when I go meet new people or I'm confident doing X, Y, and Z. And I like literally have to say them to myself over and over again. So they manifest that way. And it's not easy because a lot of people are like, oh, you're just naturally so confident or you're just, things just look so easy for you. And I'm like, that's because I make them look easy. It's not like it is easy because I don't, I don't think it's super easy for me meeting new people and holding up a conversation. Like I'm not good at that, but I try to be, and I try to be as like calm, cool, and collected throughout the entire process. But I really don't like talking to new people and I don't like stepping out of my comfort zone and I am so critical of myself like when I'm being photographed that I have Brian take like a million pictures to hopefully get one and then usually that one I kind of hate you know so it's it's a lot but like Brian's just really patient and he's he's really good I mean I'm not saying he was really great from the beginning but he's learned that about me and he's just way, he's just really patient. Um, But talking about past relationships, and this is something that Brian and I spoke about literally two days ago, because whenever I bring up a specific past relationship with him, I always thought he would just get upset about it because it was a past relationship. And it's one that like really, really affected me. And 
I was like, hey, like, we're probably going to talk about this on the podcast when you're recording with us, but we've never talked about why you get so defensive and why you get so upset when I bring up like this specific person. And um, this relationship, like I was willing to change my entire life for this person because I thought that I, that that's what I should do. I didn't see anything wrong with it because I thought, well, if I change and that gets, and then I could be with you, then that change is obviously necessary. You know, that change, um, and it was a change that I could make, right? It wasn't like he just said like, oh, you're ugly. And that's why I don't want to be with you. I'd have been like, well, can't change that. I don't have enough money to change my face. So I guess we're just not going to be together. But this was something that I was like, I can do that. Like I, you want me to do this? I, I can do that. I can do that. And it was just, we were stuck in this cycle of we were really great. And then we, we were, we would go out together, you know, um, we would spend all this time together. I mean, everyone thought we were dating and, you know, from hearing like you are everything that like I've ever wanted, only you're not this one thing. And that's why we can't be together. It's like really hard to hear that. And again, it's that one thing that is changeable, if, you know? I know I know the situation that you're referring to because we've obviously talked about it, but, like, for people that aren't aware, like, do you mind sharing what that one thing was, like, just for context purposes? Or, I mean, you don't have to. It's totally up to you. I mean, it's kind of, like, embarrassing now. It's not, Well, it's it's part of who you are. Like, it's it's not embarrassing because fact of the matter is, like, it – had a significant impact on your life, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, okay, so I was gonna change my religion for this person. And a, a few of our listeners probably know exactly <laughs> like what this is and what I'm talking about. And to me, I was like, I was raised Catholic and so under the umbrella of Christianity, um, and I was, I'm not going to say what religion it was, That's but fine. I was you don't have to change my entire religion. So basically my entire outlook on everything, I was going to have to like adopt, adopt a, a new culture essentially, um, because religion runs deep, any religion runs deep, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was willing to do that. And this person, you know, said, I don't want you to do that. Um, for me, I want you to do it for you. And I'm like, okay, done. You know, like if me changing my religion gets me to you, you are what I want. So the change is going to be for me because I want you. I want to be with you. And after, again, hearing like you're everything I've ever asked for, ever wanted, but you're not of the same religion and that's it's going to be a no for me dog and continuing the relationship and you know we ended up actually agreeing to to date and I was like let's just try let's just try who's saying we're gonna get married like who's saying this who's saying that like nobody and he was like I don't want you to wake up one day like hating me hating your life because you made a change for the wrong reason which I guess thank you for uh, being a murder, I guess. But at that point, I didn't want 
you to be a martyr. You weren't ready to hear that. I wasn't ready to hear that. Um, And Brian and I talked about it, which you can say, you know, what you said to me um, in a little bit, because it, it was so nice to hear that Brian wasn't just mad because it's like a past relationship, but the significance of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so we agreed to date. And again, we were on the cycle of like, we're great. We're great. We're great. Now we're terrible. We're great. We're great. We're great. And I remember, oh my God, this is so tragic. I was getting ready to give a, a presentation in my Spanish class. And all I got a text, a long text. And the first sentence said, I can't do this. And I had to give my presentation in tears. Oh, what a prick. Like literally crying in front of my entire Spanish class. My professor, he didn't care. Can, can, I, can I chime in real quick? Yeah. This, this guy is thoughtful enough. He's like, hey, don't change your religion for me. I don't want to like ruin the rest of your life, but let me fuck up your Spanish grade real quick. <laughs> but my Spanish teacher felt really bad for me. And he like jerk though because he like still made me finish the presentation like crying but he was like i'm gonna give you an a and i was like you should i already speak espanol rude let me just watch you suffer literally <laughs> still, still i, I really don't think he liked me like i and i'm not just saying that like i really truly don't think he liked me and i had to call that person this person met me um outside of where we worked and i was just crying i was like why like why would oh, you no. do this via text message? You did the crying girl outside of work thing? I mean, I wasn't like right outside of work. It wasn't like at the front door. Yeah. It was like, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I was like, look, if you don't like me, just tell me you don't like me. And that's it. Same thing with you, Nat. Like, it's like, just be honest, right? Like, I don't need you to, to like pull me around or whatever. Um, like, thank God Brandon's actually, like, like, Brandon, I actually like you. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> sometimes sometimes what? you got to bite the bullet and deal with like your significant other's friends because like you're going to be stuck around them for a little bit. Thank God I like you, man, and that we get stuck together. I mean, but I it's, hope like, so. It's I was like, you're in, you're in the wedding. I know. I'm just, I'm just counting my <laughs> blessings while I got them. I'm just, no, I get it, though. <laughs> sometimes you don't like your significant other's significant other. Well, and you, you get those, those uh, places where you're stuck talking and you're like, trying to think of anything and everything to say and then it's like okay i'm bored out of my damn mind can we please leave and then it becomes toxic friendship relationship because you don't want to go there to see that person downstream yeah. yeah yeah sorry comic relief over so, um back to the seriousness my bad yeah okay so anyway so I, I was just crying and i was like i can't do this anymore like it, either you're gonna be with me or like or or that's it you know because it's not fair to me and I'm sure it's not fair to him because he's, I guess, struggling with the whole religious thing and like what God wants versus what he wants probably. Um, but with Brian, so ultimately I talked to Brian about this on Friday cause we were going to talk about this and I was, I, I'm still low key kind of bothered, but it's more of the fact that this person didn't, fight for me mm. right like he what did you say what? you said something so good on friday now i can't like i don't i can't put it into words properly well no i she, she wanted to know why it bothered me so much every time this person's this person was brought up or this relationship was brought up um typically if it's brought up in conversation i usually get really quiet i don't have much to say about it and if she asks me about it especially with other people around i'm usually like 
I got nothing to say about it. You guys just talk. Because we've never had that time to actually talk about it together one-on-one and dive into it. The reason why I get weird about it is because, because of the type of relationship that he was to her. He was the type of relationship that you're willing to throw away. You know what? Yeah, those are the right words. Throw away your religion and join a different one. Give up a huge part that's, of yourself. Yeah, that, that's Change a huge part of yourself. Whether it's religion, your, your morality, your, your system of beliefs, whatever, what have you. Whatever the thing is, they're, you're willing, like people come into your life and they, they, they're different types of relationships. And some of them come into your life and they make you want to change who you are. Well, and here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. I'm I'm not saying the sh- situation wasn't shitty because it really was. Okay, let me just premise that. I think though, like if there was something that I was to respect about how the situation was handled, he did say for you to do this for you. For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But it's also like, um, when when what you're doing this for is for you, you think that the switch is for you too, right? Right. So, um, and it wasn't like, he was like, well, you know, you think about it alone. Like, let's not talk until you figure it out. It was like constant dating during that whole process. And it was just really hard for me. It complicates that complicates. Absolutely. And he tried to do, to do the whole distance thing, but Brian knows this. I, whenever we argue, Brian doesn't let, Brian fights for me in our arguments. He's like, you're not going to go to sleep upset. You're not going to like walk away from me. Like we're going to talk about this because I don't want to lose you. Do you want to say anything to that? I know you stopped me. Um, uh, I can't read that. It's, I'm dramatic. Oh, pause. It was about how like whether or not he, he, like just didn't want you and didn't want to say it like like when i asked you like what keeps you getting upset about it is it the fact that is it the fact that he didn't want you or the fact that if you changed yourself for it that he wouldn't like it wouldn't be enough hey baby hey is that not what you were referring to come here this is an actual story you know talk about how this made you feel if you're willing to and if you're okay with that you don't have to share anything on this that you don't want to. Okay. You know that. You don't have to use your shirt. Was that what you were referring to a second ago? No, yeah. I wasn't trying to bring it up. No, no, no. It's okay. It's fine. I'm just hot. Sorry. I, it's I, okay. Like that's what you wanted me to remind you of? No, I mean, yeah, no, you, yes, you, you are correct. You are correct. Out. You are correct. I, I, just, I didn't want to say that just right on on the show. That's why I had to pause it. No, 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 that's fine. Let's keep going. <clears throat> Do you want to keep going? 
Yeah, we're good. We don't, we don't <coughs> have to, Allie. Like, no, 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 we're, it's fine. We're I know this fine. is really heavy, like. It's fine. Um, I don't even remember where we left off. I don't either. That's why I'm saying. Um, okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, Brian and I actually spoke about this on Friday and you had something really good to say. Um, you want me to say it? Yeah, you can still say it. So you, you could tell when we, when we would bring up this relationship or when this, sorry, not we, when this relationship would get brought up, um, you could tell that it still kind of affected her a little bit. And that was kind of how I would sit there and think, think to myself, you know, this is a relationship that really did impact her and made her want to change something about herself. And it's still continuing to, to affect her. And that's when I asked her is why does it still affect you? The fact that, that like, what was it? Because even if you changed yourself, you felt like he still wouldn't want to be with you. Mm. I was like, is that what the issue is? And the not knowing the yeah. not knowing that if, if I change this part about myself, I still feel like, it wouldn't be enough. It's almost like this person was like fleeting, right? Like he was fleeting, the relationship was fleeting and no matter what I did, I still wasn't good enough and I still wasn't going to be enough. And a lot of the times I would get home to my apartment and I would just cry. I mean, like uncontrollably cry and like ask God which is so like I mean it's not stupid but I'd be like what else can I do like why why did you make me this one thing that he doesn't want you know and like it's so stupid to be crying about it now (laughs) um but well, it's not, it's not stupid. Like, you, you need to stop saying it's stupid because it's not stupid. Fact, fact of the matter is this was something that impacted you. Never in a situation, like, if something affects you that deep, it's not stupid, Allie. It's what makes you you. And I think, I think, the, I think the crazy thing, though, here in the situation and talking about this, I mean, we've, we've talked about this story, though. So I know it. Like, I know yeah. it. I know how much it affects you. But it indirectly is a toxic relationship. Like, not direct. It is a toxic relationship. No, absolutely. It but is. But at the time, and it's, like, a perfect example of, like, why this conversation is so important, someone from an outsider perspective would never brand that as being a toxic relationship. Because truly, there wasn't anything bad happening. There was just this big thing going on between you guys that was keeping you from truly being together. But I think it's an important story to tell as hard as it is because how a toxic relationship is branded is not the same for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. truly, it should be looked at from the matter of how is this relationship making me feel? Like, is this relationship, is there an expectation in this relationship that I have to compromise something of myself in order for it to be together. That's what a toxic relationship is. I think with things like social media, things with like the news, like all we hear, like the stereotypical things and don't get me wrong, those things are still really bad. Those things are still unacceptable of women get women or men getting beaten. 
women or men getting raped, like those really heavy topics, but people never associate a toxic relationship with something as subtle as being the downstream effect of changing your religion. Mm-hmm. And right. it's not stupid. It's an important conversation because yeah. you're not the only person potentially in this world that has been challenged with, I mean, Brandon and I have talked about religion too. And we're not saying, here's the thing, you guys, if you want to change your religion, by all means, you, you can do that. Like you can do that. I think what's really important here is you have to do it if it's best for you, you know? And we go back to this every single week, like, because at the end of the day, like, what is the point of us living our lives if we're not doing it with the intention of doing what's best for us, for, for us, for our needs, and not compromising what we believe in for the betterment of other people? Like, we have to believe in stuff that makes us better. We have to believe in stuff that make, brings us happiness. And this t- story is so important to share because in that moment, yes, you thought that doing this would bring you happiness. And maybe it would have, we would never know, but here you have someone right next to you that loves you for you, that loves you for you, that would never put you in a situation like that because you are you, no matter what religion you are. You know, I think, I think the conversation is important because we, we never associate a toxic relationship with something, with the subtle things that come with a relationship. Like Brandon and I have talked about religion, like we're both religious people, but we come from two different churches. Like mm-hmm. what are we going to do with kids? Like, you know, we want our kids to grow up in faith. Like we, we want that, but our views on faith have changed. So like, you know, I think our expectation together is like, we just want our kids to believe in something and like, we accept each other for that. Like I would never want him to change or to convert just for the sake of our kids like I want him to be exactly who he is and religion is a huge piece of that you know so I appreciate you sharing that you know I've heard this story like a million times and I know how much it affects you but it's it's important to bring to light because people think of what social media and the news have branded toxic relationships as being and it's not always like that it's not yeah not I I think I think one of the things that you have to consider is just that <clears throat> a toxic relationship has changed and and molded to mean a, a variety of different things. Um, and for me, it's it's more like if if it's something that's going to if this person's going to come in your life and not add to and not benefit and not better, then they're most likely it's a toxic relationship. If they're not coming and they're contributing in a positive way, shape, manner there's some toxicity there yeah agreed agreed we can move on now (laughs) (laughs) just you have to be happy with being yourself i am so happy that all of that like happened because i would have never met brian Mm -hmm. he's a pretty cool cat you know yeah (laughs) i mean i pursued him and i had to lay it on real thick but it's fine. Well, it's crazy. Sorry, one more thing to add. To that. And then we'll, I promise we'll move on from that. Okay. I, I think about that literally all the time, all the time, because truthfully, I mean, when my ex cheated on me, we were talking about getting married. We, he asked my parents if we can get engaged. And it's just like, it's the craziest thing to me because I think about like, 
if that had actually happened, like, where would I be now? Like, and, oh my God, it's like, it's, the world is intersecting. Cause again, I didn't think about it in this manner. I was willing to give up everything for him, Allie. Like I was willing to quit my job, to leave Orlando, to move down to like Sarasota, to be with him, to start new, all of this different. I was willing to do that to try and salvage the relationship when things were going really south. Yeah. And I guess it's like, it's one of those things I've never thought of it from that manner. Like that is toxic. Like you should never, you should never be put in the position where you're expected to give up something of yourself to please the other person. As simple as it is, as it may seem, like they should never put you in that position. Like your partner should accept you for you, accept you for you, for all your faults, for all your strengths, like for your quirks and, you know, your weirdness, like that's what they should accept you for. So if you're in a position where they're not doing that or where they're not adding value to your life by supporting you for the person that you are, then it might be worth looking back to see if it is healthy to be in that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've, I'm thankful that I have Brian because he's the best. I'm all right. Yeah, he's all right. Um, but to lighten up the mood guys so sorry um about that sorry about getting real for a minute yeah i honestly didn't think i was gonna cry but this is real life people it's unfiltered Uh, talk right right literally unfiltered what do the kids say sorry not sorry sorry not sorry but i'm a little sorry um, I posted a question to my Instagram a few weeks ago, I think, and it was talking about um, being a wing woman or a wing man when you go out. So a lot of people had their opinions, but I will just like, I'll give you the story. There was a, a wife that went out with her single friends and this guy at the bar bought her a drink. And walked up to her and said, hey, like, I think you're really pretty. Like, can I give you this drink? And she said, I'm married. Um, you know, no thank you. That's, you know, it's really flattering, but like, no thanks. And he was like, well, I already bought the drink. Like, I'll, you know, I'll leave you alone after this. So she accepted the drink. And he didn't bother her at all. Um, but guys, how would you feel if Natalie or myself accepted the drink from that man? Well, I, I can speak on that one at least. Um, so Natalie going up there doing it, I'd have no problem. Actually, I would prefer her even if we were out and some guy wanted to buy her a drink, buy her a drink. I, look, at the end of the day, I know Natalie's coming home to me. That's less money I got to spend on a drink. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. My, my biggest thing is if whatever happened after that, I mean, you know, if Natalie was to make a move or they were to try to do something like that, that'd be a different story. But I, I mean, other than that, that, you can buy all the drinks you want. She's coming home to me. I love how he's concerned about me making a move. That's true. She, yeah. <laughs> like, I have no I don't game. even know why I said that. Because Natalie's going to take the drink and run. Yeah. Literally run. <laughs> I don't even know like what game is anymore to be honest. <laughs> Me either. I'm so awkward. It's it's just embarrassing. I'd probably be the guy probably wouldn't even come up to her. She probably wouldn't even know what to do if he started talking to her, <laughs> offered her a drink. She'd be like, 
I have two dogs. <laughs> yeah. Bruce, like, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. Let's talk Harry Potter. Yeah. What That's house the are you winner. In? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what Harry Potter house are you in? I only speak to Hufflepuffs. <laughs> yeah, Allie and I discussed our expectations, and she's supposed to blow a rape whistle and go, Stranger Danger! Balls <laughs> and get out of there. Stranger danger. That's right. Knee to the groin, fingers to the eyes. Stranger Wrist danger. To the nose. <laughs> I like it. Um, no. Take that drink. Take a shot. Um, and then go back to your friends. Like it's it's I feel a, it's like a simple. Answers change. No, it's a simple process. Like, yeah, go ahead, buy my girlfriend a drink. That's fine. Don't, I don't expect know. anything after that. Uh, okay, so Natalie, the other way around. If a girl, okay, uh, Brandon, I, a drink. Okay, here's here's the thing. This kind of not well. This situation didn't happen, but a girl definitely like made a move on Brandon in front of me, and I got low key overprotective of it. She and got like major jealous, and of all places, it was at Disney. Oh my god! Here, um, she was just being friendly because it was a co. It was a worker at Disney. Oh my god! god. I it's wear- like their job, Natalie. Yeah. To be nice. no. What the fuck you mean? Good day, sir. <laughs> I want to clarify this situation. Okay, we were at Disney, as mentioned. It was a girl that worked as at Disney, as mentioned. Brandon has a beard. Okay. This girl literally went out of her way to single Brandon out and say, hey, I really like your beard. Ooh. Did she say it like that now? I swear to God. She did not. Swe- Look, swear we to have you might have been like nice dick root. I, <laughs> why would I make that up? Because you make a lot of things up. Bitch. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we were walking down the, the pathway. The girl said, oh, I like your beard. No. And walked on. No. That was it. No, it was slow and sultry. That's what it was. Like, come hither. I want to play with your beard kind of thing. And I was not about to have that. It's because she knows that she doesn't like the beard and it's one of the things. And she thinks that that's going to be. Mm. That girl must like your beard. Slut. Um, (laughs) I see how it's going here. I see the mentality. She likes the B. Here's. Oh, my God rolling my eyes here's the thing all right if i was to answer this question honestly i would have a little bit of an issue with it just because i i'm gonna be open i have trust issues okay not that i don't trust brandon i just don't trust the other girl's intention in buying him a drink so but like and, she, and you shouldn't okay that's what it right. that's what it really it's like it's like drivers on i4 okay like i get on brandon's case about crazy driving and i tell him it's not you it's everybody around you You literally sound like my dad my dad says it to me all the time listen i don't want to get in a car accident i don't want to clip someone like so take the onus and maintain your shit like don't be speeding like an asshole let everybody else pass you like that's just my philosophy similarly drive like miss daisy no Girl, like, keep your drink to yourself or buy <laughs> an actual single man his drink and then be on your way. Like, don't go out of your way. Like, we were clearly together. That oh, was my God. I don't know. Maybe you guys look like siblings. That's what I'm saying. She's my sister. Yeah, that's <laughs> she has a red beard. Like, we do not look like siblings at all. And so, you're white. You ain't Puerto Rican? 
Oh, anyway, so if I'm being honest, that would be my answer. I would have a slight issue with it, especially if that bitch kept buying him drinks. Like, honey, find another man. You were, this is not the only man in the bar. Like, that, well, that's, that's also another thing, though. You're not going to, you're not going to buy her drinks all night. You can, you can send us, you could send her a beer, you can send her a shot. But like, be on your way. Yeah. You're, if if they're continuing to show their interest, you have to your significant other should be like, hey, cut it out. Here's the thing. Some women, and this is what I realized with my ex, some women do not care. Some women do not care. They do not care if if you tell them, Oh, I got a girl for me at home. They do not care. Some women are just they 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 see something, they want it, they're gonna get it. And you know what? More power to them. If that's how you want to live your life, by all means, you do you, boo-boo-boo, but you keep your hands off my man. Sorry. Oh. Keep your drink to yourself. So, um, since no one asked for my opinion, um... If she, if this person, this woman, is gonna buy, Bri- buy Brian a drink and I'm there, I'm gonna, like, scurry my way over there because I'm 5'2". She's not even going to see me coming, first of all. I'm going to pop out of the dark like Arya Stark. Spoiler if you haven't watched Game of Thrones. I'm going to pop out of the darkness and be like, can I have one too? Mm. And then blink my eyes at her and be like, since you bought one for uh, my husband here, maybe you could buy one for his wife. Mm-hmm. Shut it down. Mm-mm-mm. But like, if I wasn't there, I'd be like, well, what am I going to do? It depends on if she was attractive or not. As to how oh, yeah. If she's ugly, that. like, you can buy Brian drinks all day. But if you're cute, we go have problems. There's there's degrees here. Of it's like, don't touch my stuff. But cute girls don't buy drinks, so. So then basically, we don't got to worry about it. Oh, my God. That's so true. I've never seen a hot chick buy a guy a drink at the bar. It's always I mean, like old geezer women. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you about the time that this woman – on this trolley bus that we went to was like seven years old and she had the hots for Brandon. No. Oh my <laughs> God. We hop on this trolley and she tells him to sing a song and she said, give me a little shimmy there, big boy. Oh my God. Ew. <laughs> so he's saying boys to men to her on the trolley. <laughs> well, uh, good job, Brandon. <laughs> I got some free stuff you, out of it too. He did. You- you made a dream come true for a little geezer woman. He really did. Did you know what? That's good. I'm mm. all for making dreams come true. Good. Um, but like the the feedback we got from like the listeners was fifty fifty. Some of the husbands was like was like, oh my god, I can't. Some of the husbands. Some of the, some of the people be like, <laughs> we in Hotlanta over here, kids. <laughs> some of the husbands responded saying. Keep your drink to yourself. That's my wife. I if I if there's gonna be someone that buys my wife a drink, it's gonna be me. Oh, the husband said that. Okay. Yeah. Or she can buy her own drinks. Thank you so much. And then other people were like, "Well, it's a free drink. <laughs> Bring it on down to Chinatown." <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think it's all it's all situational. It really, it is. depends on the situation. Are you at a happy hour? Is everybody just, you know? Hey, I'm gonna. I'm going to the bar. I'll grab you a drink. You know, you get me on the next round. It, it's all situation. Yeah, I mean, it's different. I think with, when you're with friends. Are you wingmaning? Oh yeah, we didn't say. Would you be a wingman, Brandon? For for my boy. My for single your single friend. friend, yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right, I, Brian. 
Why should you say? Um, I'm not good at it because. Here you go. Here we go. Brian's going to say, I'm too pretty. No. Oh. The girls are going to get the wrong impression of me. <laughs> no, but here, here's the problem is that. Watch my hands in a weird place. If you, watch you say. If you're too good of a wingman, before your buddy even gets over there, they're already, they're already about it. They're already all about it. And um, then we got to we gotta leave bars. Friend? No, they're already. Cause you if, indirectly if baited them because you're such a good wingman. No, I'm not even a good wingman. I just know how to talk to women. So the problem is, is that if I go over to, to talk to them, by the time my buddy comes in to be like, hey, I'm Greg. Like they're already like I'm Greg. trying to I'm trying to blow Brian here. Can you fuck off, Greg? And I'm like they're already hooked on Brian. They ain't gonna be interested in Greg. So so I just don't do it. Someone asked me. I just about don't. Me. I just don't wingman. I wingman. I wingman for my for my gay friends. Oh hell yeah. That's a little oh easier. Like God. hey, come here. Hey. And I'm like nope, you can't have it because I'm straight. <laughs> but my buddy's your not. Out. Mm. <laughs> and then I just like I step sideways and they're like my friend just like hey. I'm like. Hello. <laughs> Only one of my friends sound like that. The rest of them sound much more butch. <laughs> I don't know. But I get what you're saying, though. You, you... Would you be a wing woman? Oh, I would do it. For sure. I'm I just weird. I, I love being a hype squad. I really do. And some of my friends, like, I'm the kind of person that I just, I'm an introverted extrovert, like, truly I am. You know, I... Sometimes it depends on the situation. In a bar, like I don't have a problem striking conversation with people, especially if I if there's it's like football season or something like that. Like I'll just ask them about the game and then we'll just start talking about that. Like I'm just social when it comes right. to going out. So if my friend is like a single friend, absolutely I would direct direct a guy in her direction. Like I she has nothing to lose. I know who I'm going home at the end of the night too. So yeah. I think it's weird because go ahead, Bray. I'm. I'm just going to put this. This is my last point on the whole matter. I'm only a man. I throw myself into a situation that could possibly get myself into trouble. I can find trouble. And this isn't me sitting here being like, I can't wingman because I'm going to cheat on Allie. It's me saying, I can't wingman because. Someone's going to get their feelings hurt and it's going to be this girl. No, no. But because why, why, why like, would I put my. No, you're not kidding it. The no. point is, is that why put myself in a susceptible position Situation. i might be out having drinks i might she might get far enough to be able to to look make me look like i'm compromised right yeah. you know i mean like why put, i i don't want to put myself in that situation so i don't mean man i don't do it That's i don't right. do it um i can't i just I'm can't human. do it i'm just weird i'm just awkward um i've done it one time and i'm just like uh hi <laughs> Uh, that's my friend. Um, She's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like I'm girls? Just a, I'm just a weirdo because I I don't like talking to people that I don't know, which has already been discussed. And especially if I have to like keep you entertained while your friend is talking to my friend, it's just like super annoying. And I don't, I'm like, listen, I don't really like you at all. Like you're definitely not my type, even if I was blind. Um, so let's just uh pretend i don't even know like i don't want to talk to you anymore that's that's where my wing woman thing kind of stops and uh then their friend leaves and then i'm free good to know that's way to get out of it tell them that they're ugly so any ladies out there if you're single basically dm me not Allie. 
Yeah, don't do it. Please don't do me. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to talk about listener feedback, and then we're going to wrap it up. So we had a friend who messaged us, and I want to get the guy's perspective on this. Um, da, 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 da. Do you think people's inability to maybe recognize um, mental health issues causes more miscommunication or disconnect between people equaling to a toxic relationship? So sometimes we are so accustomed to complaining or looking on the negative side, but is that something that we can change or by change, by changing our surroundings or our mindset? And if it's not, how do I know the difference? Instead of thinking someone is toxic and that I need to cut them off, can I reframe what's happening or how I'm, or, or how I'm responding? Does misery love company? And if it does, how do you not feel bad for cutting people out? I think you can't feel bad about that. I say that like it's easy, but honestly, like sometimes you need to remove people from your life in order to maintain your own. Yeah. And, you know, if you have this, if you have this person that's constantly like down, you know, you, you need to take it upon yourself to make a decision with that relationship. But yeah, be from a guy's perspective though, like what, what are your thoughts on cutting someone out of the equation of your life? But but also like, do you think it's the inability to recognize that that person has like a mental health issue that they need to go see like a therapist or something? Mm -hmm. Or is it because they're just a toxic person? Like this person wants to know, like, how do I know the difference? Well, I think definitely with that, I mean, you, you got to see what it is. So, I mean, situationally it's different. You know, if, if you have been with someone for so long and just cut them just cold Turkey, that's hard, you know, try to see what you can do and work through those issues and see, you know what, maybe, it, I mean, talking on relationship, hey, do we do couples therapy? Do we try to, if we're not able to communicate between me and you, maybe someone else, if you don't want to see a therapist, maybe bring a really close friend that is able to talk with both of you. Um, cutting them out, I mean, it, it's tough, especially for that. I mean, I can even speak for a, a friend's perspective too. Uh, about misery's company um misery does love company if you're around negative people you're gonna be negative Mm -hmm. yeah all right yeah i i can't i can't agree with you more on this i I think it comes down to perspective um we need to try to be more aware we need to try to be more um we take the perspective of the people that are in our lives we you know try to get to the bottom of things you know, are you looking at things from, from where they're coming from? Are you looking at only from your point of view? Maybe they're not, maybe they're not negative all the time. Maybe they're just reporting to you all the shit that's going on in their life. And they're, they're constantly saying how it's affecting them. And that's how they know to communicate to you that something's wrong with them. That's the only way they know how to communicate it. They can't sit down and say, God, these things are going wrong and I don't know how to change them. So instead, they take the route of just complaining about it and constantly being negative, you know, and you might not be the person in their life that's going to fix that, but you're the one that's hearing it all the time. So maybe you see them as depressed. Maybe they're just asking for help and they don't know how to actually ask. Yeah, that's true. Perspective is huge. And that's, I think this is something that you do as you get older is you just try to take the perspective of the other person more and more and Mm -hmm. try to understand where they're coming from. Absolutely. Um, We had a listener write us in and a lot of the people that wrote in were um, relationship based 
and a lot of them were like cheating or some red flags of a toxic relationship were like not letting them see or like them needing to see your phone all the time and then when you asked for their phone they never they never gave you their phone like willingly or they'd never tell you like where they were coming from or how late they would be and just so being super secretive so um, I had a friend write in, she said, almost every romantic relationship I've let myself get into has been extremely tox- toxic. I think I subconsciously gravitated towards toxic men because I wasn't ready for a healthy relationship yet. yet. I'm finally starting to feel comfortable on my own, um, enough to let someone in who actually treats me well and could potentially stay forever. Some of my biggest red flags in my most recent relationship were just little things he did to manipulate me. If I was planning to go have a good night with my girls, he would pick a fight so that I didn't enjoy the evening. Mm -hmm. If I said I wanted to go down a specific career path, he would tell me how shitty it was and offer his own suggestions and then argue that he was always trying to support me and push me to succeed. Mm -hmm. Um, But he never supported me or pushed me to do what I wanted to do. It was always what he thought was best. And probably the most frustrating of all of them was intentionally doing something that he knows frustrated the shit out of me, like not answering a simple question purposely to drive me crazy and then telling me I'm being crazy for being frustrated. She says, I feel woke AF after liberating myself from that relationship after four years of being on and off and I'm excited to finally hold out for something that is real. Ow. So Good for you. Yes, good for you, girl. I'm not going to say names, but... If someone, if you guys are calling each other crazy in your relationship, that's just not healthy. Like, that, like truly, that's just not healthy. Like, getting, I don't know. Maybe, I call Ryan crazy all the time. Oh, well, no, but, but there's one way, there's there's two ways of saying it. There's to say it in, like, a joking manner. Oh, like, oh, you're crazy. Or, like, no, like, you're fucking crazy. Like, you're yeah. fucking crazy. Like, you need to get your shit together. Like, you're being fucking out of control right now. Like, that, to me, is, like, disrespect. If that's something that happens you guys are cracking me up right now. If that happens to me, like that's a red flag to me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just seeing it for my lens only, but like, I would never say that to Brandon. Like I would never say you're fucking crazy. Like I can never imagine saying that to him. I'm fucking crazy though. Sometimes I've been it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just my perspective on it, but Maybe uh, Brandon calls you crazy when you're sleeping. Oh, like crazy. when you when you're sleeping, Brandon's just screaming. <laughs> just screaming in the shed. Yeah. Into a pillow. Well, my biggest thing with our relationship is that I I just want us to have a mutual level of respect. Like I would never talk to him in a manner that is not respectful to him. Like right. I, I wouldn't do that. Like I I for me that just creates like this rift in our relationship where we won't want to communicate with one another. Like if we're just talking negative or hostile to each other, the last thing we're going to do is talk about anything. Um, Cause it's just going to create this wall to where we're not going to want to talk. And so I feel like for us, like that's something that I try to do consistently is to not just respect him, like talk to him like an adult and, you know, be respectful to him and just how old the conversation, like a professional conversation. Like I'm not saying, you know, like you, you, you guys can't be mad at each other, but I'm just saying like treat it in a manner that is respectful of each other. Yeah. At the end of the day, you guys love each other. Like here's that know. word respect again. Yeah. We keep bringing it up in here. Right. Yeah. Cause it's true. Like if you can't respect, if your partner or you are not <laughs> respecting each other, like you're setting yourself up for failure. Like you can't build a relationship without respect. Like 
you're both different people. You're both, you both have your own lives in addition to a life together. You know, if you can't understand that and understand the dynamics that play into that and you can't communicate that in a tone that is, um, you know, appropriate, appropriate. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Then something's got to change. It's, it's yeah. going to affect you in the long run. Okay. Let's do last question, Brandon and Brian, you can answer this and then we're going to close out because it's been a pretty long time. Oh, snap. Um, Brandon, do you think there is a way to salvage a toxic relationship? <clears throat> well, kind of speaking on what I said earlier, um, I think with trying to salvage it, you know, work through your issues. If it truly is a cheating, um, constant lying well, first off, it's cheating. You need to get out of it. You mm-hmm. can't. You can't salvage it. That that trust is gonna be gone. You can't get the trust back. Um, but uh, it, it, you are you know, <laughs> lying and uh, being dishonest with people, stuff like that. Work through those issues. If you're arguing and you're just not able to communicate, go talk to somebody. And I believe you could salvage it. Mm, I, don't, right. I don't agree. I. I don't think that it can, I don't think it can be salvaged from the inside out. Um, I think that the toxicity of a relationship is typically the impact of the other person on you. Um, and then how you react to it, of course, like you, you do play a part in it. Mm-hmm. But I think that typically a toxic issue um, is, is growth that needs to happen on, on one or both parts. And it usually cannot happen from within the relationship, unfortunately. Is is there is there a possibility of of salvaging something for the future? I think that that's that's a different case because I've I've met people after seeing them ten years ago and knowing who they were. People can change, but I don't. It, it's it's a sticky one for me. It's very conditional, and I don't think that can happen within a relationship. It's that's a tough one. All right, guys. Let us know this week, once this episode comes out, whether or not you think there um, is a way to salvage a toxic relationship. Uh, let us know in the DMs. We're always excited to hear your feedback. And, and like in middle school, explain your answers. If it's a yes, Why? back it up. <laughs> Why? Show your work. But uh, Don't just tell me two plus two is four. It might be six. <laughs> you know that old saying that kiss it's like keep it simple sweetie like we want a reason but i don't need you to to write you know like six pages worth of a reason yes because three sentences max just kidding you can make it as long as you want but like just make it let us know yeah let us know um yeah i think it's been a good episode guys it really has been we love having you guys on here always you know you guys see things from a different lens than we do because obviously you're men (laughs) we are not (laughs) so you know we sincerely appreciate you guys coming on here and talking with us about the stuff that's really heavy for people like it truly is heavy talking about things like this especially a toxic relationship conversation so we appreciate your perspective yeah we we have feelings too (laughs) contrary to popular belief (laughs) um Allie, where can people find us you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at My Not So Balanced Life. You can also find us on our website, My Not So Balanced Life Podcast.podbean.com. You can listen to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And 
Again, you can always DM us if you have suggestions for episodes you want to hear or just to chat. Or if you need a wing woman, you definitely know who to DM. That's Natalie, not me. Um, <laughs> Hit and- me up at Rare the Most. Okay, hold on. We were about to get to everybody. I thought it was my turn. I got not excited. Yet. Damn it. All right, you can no. find... Oh, well, you can find... Brand- oh, Jesus, now I can't inform a sentence. You can find Brian at... Rarer than most on Instagram. And you can find Brandon at... Isn't it J. Malcolm 1995. J. Malcolm 1900. You can find Natalie at... It's just me and Dot Natalie. And you can find me, Allie, at unapologetically Allie. I almost said dot com for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> <Get laughs> um, Thank you guys so much for listening to us today. And yeah. it's been an emotional roller coaster for everybody. It has. But as always, it's important. And stay tuned every single Tuesday. And if Allie didn't mention it, I will repeat it one more time. If she did. Please, please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you have the ability to do so and leave a little star rating because the more stars that we have left there, um, the more our podcast gets promoted and we want everyone to join our newfound community. So stay tuned every single Tuesday. We love you guys. And if you have any feedback, as always, share it with us. And we can't wait to chat with you soon. Yay. Bye. Cue the music. We'll be right back.